So welcome to USA Today's Talking Tech. Uh, this is Laura Mandero. You usually hear Jefferson Graham. I'm a tech editor in San Francisco, and I have been editing Jefferson and working with him on some of his um, stories where he spends a lot of time talking to Alexa and Google Home, um, and including uh, with a piece um, in the last uh, week. And I thought it would be fun. Um, for Jeff's Talking Tech listeners to get a little bit of the behind the scenes to making one of these story podcast videos where he spends a lot of time talking to a speaker. So Jeff's on the line, right? Hi, Jeff. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me on Talking Tech. Yeah. Well, I've, I'm also, I should say, an, a regular listener. I listen when I bike in on my way to the office and... Um, I, I know when I was editing the most recent story that you did for Prime Day, talking to you about this story, um, a lot went into it that um, didn't really get on the page because it just didn't make sense um, for the way the story was set up. And this is a story about um, how easy it is to shop on Alexa. So before we get kind of behind the scenes, Jeff... Um, why were we even bothering with trying to shop on Amazon's digital assistant, Alexa? Because Amazon wants us to. And Amazon was claiming that if we shopped with our voice, we would get special discounts on Prime Day, the made-up holiday in July that brought in $3 billion worth of sales. Um, as it turned out, there really weren't any deals and Alexa was broken on Prime Day, as was the website, at least right. at the beginning. We didn't know that when we did this story that uh, ran beef, I, just as Prime Day was going to get going. Um, so ahead of time, we thought, all right, um, uh, can you really shop on Alexa? I mean, clearly you can, but how easy it is, especially if we're trying to find a specific deal or even a specific product. Um, so uh, to do this, uh, Jeff had to spend a lot of time talking to Alexa. Jeff, just set the stage for people. Like, what, which kind of Amazon product, where were you, and how long did it take? Well, first of all, I was working in the Talking Tech garage uh, because I would, I would have liked to have done it in the bureau, but corporate Wi-Fi prevents me from connecting uh, the connected speakers in a office environment. So I had to do it from home. And where I've got all three speakers on a, on a table, because I do this a lot. And I just start with a list of questions, mostly by going to Amazon, where it tells me all the wonderful things that I can do with, by shopping on the Echo speaker. And you just write them out, and then you start reading them, and you get a little nuts. Because usually one out of ten works. Deal of the day works. Um, hey, what are my daily deals? And they say, you could save 25 cents off some tube socks. Would you like to buy them? No. <laughs> what else you got? And then they read you something else, uh, $5 off a garden hose. Those are my daily deals. I didn't get too excited about it. What was really frustrating is that I thought that I could go on the website and make a list, make a shopping list, and then use Alexa to say, buy from my shopping list. But you can't do that. Now, that seems like the most simple, basic thing. But um, unfortunately, it's, you know, it has uh, this connected speaker is not prime time for shopping. And I don't think it will be for many years. I think it's got a long way to go. 
All right. So this was a, I don't know, a 500, 600 word story. You also did a video and um, uh, a podcast. How many hours did you spend talking to Alexa to kind of get the takeaway, which is that it wasn't that easy to talk to, to shop on Alexa, no matter how many verbal gymnastics you went through? Probably at least four hours over a period of several days. Um, we should also let people know we've been doing a lot of these stories. The ones that were really, really complicated was when we made a list of, uh, I think it was 200 questions that we would ask to the Amazon speaker and the Google speaker and to Siri. And we would see which ones could be answered correctly by those speakers. And the most aggravating thing, unlike any type of journal, other type of journalism that you do, is you'll get an answer on Tuesday at three, and then you'll ask the same question Tuesday at three o two and get a different answer. So you have to just do it over and over and over again until you get a consistent answer. Right. Um, yeah. So th- that one I remember, and I'm looking at it. Well, we had did two versions of it. The more circumspect one was um, asking forty questions of Amazon Echo. Apple HomePod or Google Home um, uh, about music to see which one was smarter about uh, playing music. That made a little bit more sense since Apple's touted the music capacity of HomePod more than um, skills that Alexa and Google are so good at. Um, and uh, I mean, for that, you would, uh, how, I mean, what was, how long did, would you say it took you to do to, to how long were you talking to speakers? <laughs> well, uh- I mean, it's probably an hour or two, but it was just repeating the questions over and over again. And again, the same thing. The questions all came from Amazon, Google, and Apple on their websites telling you the things that you could do. And then you just try them and see if you can actually do them. And it turns out we, we've been carping on on the Echo speaker and how terrible it is for shopping, which is a big surprise since what is Amazon there for is for shopping. But at music, it was really good. It was number two by a hair to Google. But when it came to identifying the lyrics of a song, I was picking out random phrases of songs and it got 10 out of 10 and Apple got one out of 10. Mm-hmm. It's kind of snuck up on us with in terms of that music intelligence, it sounds like. Um, and did you see any kind of improvement with uh, Apple uh, over the course of doing um a, a bunch of these tests where we, I think originally we were asking Siri on a phone because the HomePod wasn't quite out yet. Um, did, has it gotten any better? The funny thing is it's, it's gotten better on music, but not on general. On, on, on general questions, Google is still supreme. And actually, frankly, Siri was number two for general questions, uh, followed, followed by Amazon. But Amazon is investing the most amount of money into making it better. But again, why can't you shop on Alexa? Why? So, so do you, um, I mean, do you have all these, uh, smart assistants in your house? uh, Yes. I, well, I have them in the garage. All three of them are in the garage. And then we have an echo in, in the kitchen that my wife uh, swears by, but she uses it. Um, it's classic. She listens to podcasts and listens to music period. That's it. It's a kitchen radio. Right. It's the modern kitchen radio. And do you guys find yourself going to one for one thing and one for the other, say, I don't know, uh, if you really want to get into a song for the sound quality of music on Siri, uh, HomePod, 
versus oh well i use the sonos one speaker which has uh, alexa built in and it has by far by far by far by far the best sound of any of the speakers so that's what i use and that's in the garage in the inside the house we just listen on the echo but um actually i'm going to be reviewing the sonos beam which is the sound bar that just arrived yesterday and it connects to the tv and then it plays streaming music as well so we may be blaring some music inside the house as well. And the fun thing about that, if it works, and I'd like to see, is that you say, Alexa, turn on the TV. Alexa, turn on channel nine. Alexa, change the channel. Alexa, raise the volume. Let's see how that goes. All right. So I guess our question for Talking Tech listeners is, if we were going to have another one of these dog races between the smart assistants, we've tested them on music. Um, we didn't test all of them on shopping. Maybe that's the next one, right, with Google. Um, uh, where, what else are people using these speakers on um, that a lot um, besides music and um, sort of basic skills? Um, if you're trying to determine, do you want to be a Google household, an Apple household, or an Alexa household, or have some of three? Any, any, um, anything on your list, Jeff? Well, the next frontier is TV. Right. It's living room and it's also smart home. It, uh, you'd want to look at, at both of those areas. The problem with smart home is that connecting all those products is a major chore. For most people, I think it's beyond, it's just beyond them. And if you're, if you have the money and could hire someone to come over and put everything together, you, that's probably cool. But then you say, let's see, a smart lock is $200 and I'm going to pay another $100 to have somebody install something. Gee, my key works really well. Do I really need this thing? So it, it's, I think it's a big commitment. To, it, to, in order to say, Alexa, open the door, turn on the lights, all the other things that you do with, with smart home accessories, it's, it's a major expense. Right. But I would still like to read, you know, even if it's just testing which one's better at LED lights versus turning on your thermostat, I think you've got some some construction projects to do in the talking tech garage this summer, Jeff. Yes, I think you're right. And, and, and the TV thing too. Um, you were mentioning shopping. The Google, uh, the Google home is not much better for shopping and actually has a hundred dollar limit. You can't buy anything over a hundred dollars, which makes it rather tough. If you say, Hey, buy me an iPad. Uh, you can't buy one. Right. Right. But you can get those tube socks for 25 cents off. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that, but, um, but yeah, because, because, you know, we want to see them. We want to see what they look like and we want to see how the price compares to other products. Right. Yeah. Well, for things that, you know, you need olive oil or something in my household, that's something I would put on a shopping list. So, um, I could say, see, and always wanted the same brand and say, you know, I need olive oil, put that on my shopping list. I could see how it would work. And to some, to some extent, if I were buying groceries from Amazon, I don't, I don't do that. So, all right. Well, there's going to be more. There's going to be more talking to the speakers in the future. It sounds like, um, uh, and uh, we encourage you to come back and listen um, when when Jefferson spends some time with them the next time um, for talking tech. Okay. Before you say goodbye, before you say goodbye, over at USA Day, we're about to play musical chairs, and I've been working with Laura for I think three years. Just want to say, Laura, smartest editor, best headline writer. It's really been quite uh, quite a ride. 
Oh, well, thank you very much, Jeff. And um, I hope this isn't the last podcast we, we can do together or the last story we work on. I, I know, in fact, that you have some good ones to file next week. <laughs> so um, anyway, it's it's been fun. Um, and check out um, the rest of Talking Tech um, for the week uh, at usatoday.com forward slash tech. And I think Jefferson has some other um, pointers to point out. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Google Podcasts. Um, please favorite the show on Stitcher. And remember that if you'd like to listen to the show on a connected speaker, just say to Alexa, play USA Today Talking Tech Podcast. And on Google, say play Talking Tech with Jefferson Graham Podcast. Two different uh, phrases, but it'll bring you the same show. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks again, Laura. Okay, my pleasure. Bye.